Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning. Is it really possible to create a vision and then bring it to life? I'm your host, Kate Ebner, and this morning, my guest host, Chris Wall, and I will explore this question with four women who are in the process of doing just that. In January 2011, Donna Friedman-Meyer, Helene Richmond, Mary Jo Puglio, and Sheila Harding, along with other women, joined me and Chris for a special retreat in Frenchtown, New Jersey, called Envisioning What's Next. At the retreat, they reflected on where they had been what they truly wanted for their futures, and then each one created her own personal vision. Now, two and a half years later, we've invited them back to this radio show to share what they've learned about living into vision. I think you'll be amazed and perhaps reassured by the wisdom and pragmatism of our guests and how being visionary has changed their lives. First, I'd like to introduce my guest host, Chris Wall. Chris is a well-known international coach. She's a pioneer and thought leader in the field of leadership coaching. She's the founder and creator of the Georgetown University Leadership Coaching Program. A master coach, Chris coaches leaders and teams and also trains coaches to work with leaders and their teams. In her coaching practice, she loves to work with people who care about an integrated, resilient, positive, and inspiring approach to their own greatness. Chris has been a guest on this show in the past. And Chris, I'm delighted to have you back again hosting with me this morning. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kate. I'm delighted to be here and really excited about the visions that we're going to hear about. So am I. You know, our four guests are all accomplished professional women committed to living their work and personal lives from these visions that they've created. I'm going to introduce each one briefly, and um, you can then say hello, and we'll have a chance to get to know each of you through your vision and your story over the course of the next hour. Um, First, I'd like to introduce Sheila Harding, who is the Senior Vice President of Global Operations at Coach Inc., and that is Coach Inc. as in the the handbag leather products company. Um, Sheila is in charge of process optimization and transformation. She's based in New York City. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, Kate. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. 
It is going to be a fun hour. And the next person I'd like to introduce, uh, Donna Friedman Mayer, and Donna, forgive me, I pronounced your name incorrectly the first time I said it, um, is the owner and founder of Lemonade Creative Consulting, a strategic consulting firm that focuses on building cross-media experiences for kids and families. She is an accomplished brand builder, producer, programmer, and marketer of children's media content, a really creative person. Welcome this morning. We're glad to have you. Um, Next, I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Mary Jo Puglio, who's been coaching executives and leaders for over 20 years, particularly around organizational transformation. She's coached in many very large organizations and, you know, took a year of sabbatical in 2008 when she discovered innate gifts around intuition and began to combine um, some new modalities with her coaching. She has a PhD in psychology and has completed the Georgetown Leadership Coaching Program and now the four-year Barbara Brennan School of Healing Program. Welcome, Mary Jo. Welcome, Kate and Chris. I am so delighted to be here today. Thanks. We're very glad to have you. Um, and um, we also have this morning Helene Richmond. Uh, Helene is a woman full of ideas, and she is not afraid to act on them. She has founded a company called Brand Helene, an innovative product design and development incubator. She is Brand Helene's chief idea officer, and she partners with large corporations and solo makers alike to bring great ideas to life through strategy design and execution support. She, uh, her work is informed by a three-decade-long career in the manufacturing and design industry, where she has a reputation as a babyware innovator. She has worked in the uh, clothing design and manufacturing business for decades, and really, Brand Helene is something new. So welcome this morning, Helene. Thank you. So glad to be with all of you today. Well, actually, you know, it's wonderful to share your titles on air. You know, some of them are related to the visions that you made back in 2011. Um, And, you know, in my work at the Nebo Company and in the collaborations that Chris and I do, we encourage people to be visionary and then to make those visions real. And we know from our work that it really takes often three years from the time you create that vision till you actually make enough progress to be able to claim, um, claim some real results toward what you want. So the timing is perfect. It's been two and a half years since that original retreat and you know we applaud you all for your vision and for the fortitude and the courage that we know that you have brought to bear over the past two and a half years we're going to talk about this as the hour unfolds but let's begin with a little bit of background Sheila I'd like to ask you to speak first would you share a bit about what made you say yes to the retreat in 2011 why did you choose to come well um I was excited to have an opportunity to spend some reflective time with a small group of accomplished women where I could really explore what I wanted to do next after so many years in the business world. I also um, still had young children, my youngest being twins, so it was also exciting to be able to have a couple of days away from home um, where I could spend some me time just focusing on, you know, what I wanted to do next in my life. because also I uh, was struggling with balance. Great. Thanks, Sheila. So this is Chris, and I'm just wondering if you could um, share what your vision was. So what, what um, showed up for you at this retreat? What was your vision? Well, I think, you know, at the retreat, I didn't actually walk away with my vision. It was kind of more of the impetus. Um, it gave impetus to my vision, and it took several months for me really to gain some clarity about really what I wanted to do. And for a while, it was really more on a subconscious level. Mm. And um, in the fall of that year, um, I updated my company profile on myself, and a part of it 
it asked you, what is your career aspiration? What do you want to do next? And I was looking at it recently. Um, I didn't remember what I, ha- what I had written down was that I really wanted to be an organizational strategist, an architect, an agenda setter focused on organization design, change management, and process improvement. So really a broader senior management generalist role mm-hmm. uh, working on transforming how we do business and operations. And so it was subconscious that something was rolling around inside so that you were able to write that uh, several months later after you had started the incubation period in Crunchtown. Is that right? Exactly. Okay, great. Thanks, Sheila. Uh, Donna, you're next. Can you tell us why you came to the retreat, and can you tell us also about the vision that you created? Sure. So for me, I was at a bit of a transition point in my life. I had been at major media companies, you know, holding senior executive positions for many years. And about a year and a half before the retreat, I had launched my own consulting company. Um, And just as Sheila said, like every working woman I know, I was sort of struggling to find that elusive balance. And I really wanted to be more proactive in figuring out what was next for me. Um, And so what happened for me, my sort of turning started even before we got to the retreat. Um, Mm -hmm. You, Kate and Chris, you know, had asked us to write an essay about a pivotal moment in our lives or a moment that had made all the difference. And I ended up writing probably on the plane ride there, I think, if I recall. Um, I wrote a piece about having moved to California nine years before to work at Warner Brothers And in writing that piece, there was a recurrent theme about the fact that I needed more beauty in my life, and I had been living in New Jersey at that time. Um, And through the visioning process and all the exercises that you guys walked us through, surprisingly, my focus really became personal, um, which was both liberating and, and, again, surprising to me because... You know, my career had been such, has been such a huge part of my life and my identity. And so what my vision became really focused on was one picture that I had brought with me um, from a French philosophy book I had come upon in my career. And it was a picture of a unique character kind of sitting with her toes in the, a pond surrounded by this kind of lush, beautiful woods. And really my vision, we sort of named that character. That character was named Lily. Um, And Helene still calls me Lily. Uh, And basically my vision became wanting to be that character, to be in a beautiful place surrounded by mountains and water and lushness and to sort of find that peace that I found, that that I felt that character had. Great. Thank you, you, Donna. Donna. That is just, um, it's beautiful, actually, isn't it, to hear you describe that image that you were holding, you know, from the visioning work that you did, and and, uh, it's going to be fun to hear you talk more about that. You know, Mary Jo, one of my favorite moments at the Frenchtown Retreat was when you sang an Anne Murray song with local musicians at the hotel's acoustic night. You were terrific, and I'm really curious to hear your story of why you came to the retreat originally, and what was the vision you took away? Oh, well, thank you. I... Um, as you mentioned in the intro, I had finished a one-year sabbatical the prior year, and at the time, I had no clear vision of what was next, and I was still very much on the sabbatical, and in fact, um, not only not working, but really not interested in working until April of, of uh, 2012, 
it was such an interesting time of my life. And I, like you said, it takes three years. It's longer than three years, actually. Um, I felt really lost for a long time and just trying to get into my soul's longing. And God bless my husband. He has been incredibly patient throughout this, and I can hear him laughing right now. Um, and the vision that I created when I stepped back and looked at it, um, I got closer, but it still wasn't completely crystal clear. And it was really about having the courage to fully step into myself and all of my gifts and to be able to bring all of that out um, and really listen and believe that little voice in my head, which was my soul. Mm-hmm. And it was so painful to not answer that longing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to contribute in meaningful and soulful ways. And I kept getting in my own way. And it's funny that you mentioned the singing because um, as of the last few months, I've been doing a lot of composing music um, and performing and loving every minute of it. Fantastic. That's awesome, Mary Jo. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Helene, uh, I would love to hear. I, I remember your creativity at the retreat. I remember you surrounded by yarn and feathers and all kinds of papers and photographs and clippings and this and that. So uh, what brought you to Frenchtown and what vision came for you out of that work that you were doing? Thanks, Chris. I actually remember bringing some herbs with me so I had, that we had aroma around us. Um, <laughs> I have been doing, uh, um, when um, I came to Frenchtown in January of that year, I had already been into, I think maybe my second or third year of some intense coaching and visioning work already. And um, I wanted, to, I was seeking, I am, and I was seeking other like-minded women. I found that I was sort of lacking that in my life and was still on this road to get to where I am today. And um, I wanted to be able to hear other people's stories and share it. So um, that was really why I came and Great. my and my vision um, was really to take all the creativity that I had been doing as a babywear executive for years, but getting stuck in it and and create this brand. And um, someone had said to me one day, "You're you are your brand," and that's how Brandlene Helene became. Oh, thank you so much, Helene. There's so much more for you to tell us. Um, we're going to go to a break right now, but when we come back, we really want to hear what's happened for each of you since then. So thank you for giving us some, some, a picture, each one of you, of what you had in mind when you came to the retreat. We will be right back. This is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. 
For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hello and welcome back. This is Kate Ebner and today I have five extraordinary women on the line with me. The first is Chris Wall, my co-facilitator from a visioning retreat we did two and a half years ago in January 2011. And the other four attended that retreat. They are Sheila Harding, Donna Friedman-Mayer, Mary Jo Puglio, and Helene Richman, who have joined us today to speak about their experience at the retreat and how they're living out the visions they created with us that, that day. That week. Um, Before the break, we learned the story of why each person attended and the vision that she created. We'd love to find out what's happened since then. Yeah. Uh, Kate, I am sure that our listeners have already started to realize how important and powerful it can be to take a break from our everyday life and give ourselves a chance to connect deeply with what matters most. Kind of like what Mary Jo was saying, you know, at a soul level, we've got a message coming in that we need to listen to. And we also know it's really hard to see the future we want when we're super busy. I I don't think life kind of knocks on our door and says, okay, it's time to take a break. Uh, I think uh, most of us have to actually create that space for ourselves, just like these four ladies did. So for the ease of our listeners and also for our four guests, I'd like to stay in the same order as we explore what has happened since the retreat. So Sheila, your vision was about becoming a general manager and a change agent and change leader inside of Coach. Tell us what's happened since January, or since maybe it was like later in the year, September, uh, towards you achieving that vision. Well, around the same time that I I wrote that in my profile of what I wanted to do, I was promoted to Senior Vice President of Sourcing at Coach. And it is a great role. You know, it gave me the opportunity to manage five different areas. So I was leading leaders and creating change within that framework. Um, but what I also continued to do um, informally and was to brainstorm with my leader on even things of how we could change things more broadly, um, not just in my areas, but within operations uh, kind of globally. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've had this fantastic role for the last two and a half years, and what's interesting though is that recently I was promoted to senior vice president, global operations, process optimization, and transformation, which is now giving me the opportunity to really live the vision that I had created two and a half years ago. Um, and I think what is so interesting is that this role didn't exist, um, so I never really imagined the role with this title, um, but it has come to fruition. I am so excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be a real challenge for me um, because it is such an expansion opportunity beyond my functional expertise, but I'm really looking forward to taking it on and just creating a support system to really help me um, make this extremely successful for the business. 
Yeah, that's great. So uh, you you talk about things like, um, you know, uh, the expansion and a stretch, and oftentimes our vision does ask us to do that, to go into territory that we don't know yet. Thanks so much, Sheila. Thanks. Donna, you're next. Your vision was really about a way of living and being in the world and about beauty. What has happened for you (laughs) since you created that vision? So I came home from that retreat, and I said to my husband, you know that conversation we've been kind of sort of having on and off for years about moving back to California? And it had always sort of been about him because his work had been out there. And um, I said, you know, I think maybe I want to move back to California. And we started the process. I sort of took a trip two months later and explored really what the East Bay was and what Marin was. Um, We were talking about Northern California um, and 18 months later, we moved back to the East Bay to a beautiful town called Piedmont. And just a month ago, we actually bought a house with a beautiful view. Um, and so my office is actually all glass. And on a clear day, I could see the Golden Gate Bridge and the Marin Headlands. And we have a redwood tree in our backyard. And we're across the street from a park with absolutely beautiful eucalyptus trees and redwood trees um, that I walk through every single day on my way home uh, from taking my kids to school. And so I feel just extraordinarily lucky. Um, There's been lots of other kind of good and bad that's happened in the two and a half years since. Um, But, you know, in terms of that core vision of needing more beauty in my life, it is there for me every single day. And if you ask my kids why we moved back to California, they'll say, because Mommy missed the mountains and the water. Um, and now we have mountains and water. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Donna. You've got the beauty all around you now. 18 months later, right? Uh, Mary Jo, you're next. What about you? What has happened for you towards your vision? Uh, so much has happened. Uh, and I think in the last few months, for me, and the timing of this call is just extraordinary, has said a lot of final pieces finally fell into place. And I feel unbelievable, unbelievable in my life right now. Um, One of the things that I wanted to do when I went on my sabbatical was to develop my intuition. And I learned a lot. um, And since then, this coming Sunday, I anticipate I'll be graduating from the Brennan School of Healing. And what that has helped me do is deepen these skills and really, really integrate them. And now I love working with my clients in the moment on so many levels. And what really, really shifted for me was that I've, I have the courage to find clients who are really ready for this work. And there was a huge shift in my focus from just being a coach with some other skills to be to being a healer, a coach, but really just deepening into all roles in my life and really loving the, all the, the pieces and components, you know, my marriage, my family, my friends. That's wonderful because what I'm hearing in this, Mary Jo, is that you're, you've been able to, to, um, to move out of conventional ways of using your skills or what the conventional, conventional uh, ideas ought to be about how you use your skills into what really matters for you, which is using your intuition and doing deep work with people who are ready for it. And not everyone is, right? Exactly. Exactly. And and the clients that show up are just 
it's extraordinary to work with them and to be able to hold such a huge space at whatever level that they need and to be able to seamlessly move among those different ways. It's, it's beautiful. And I'm so energized by every session that I have with my clients. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Now, Helene, can you tell us about your journey towards brand Helene since January? It's so interesting that Mary Jo and I are almost in you know, a similar path. Um, I also have just ended a sort of a gap year sabbatical. My 19-year-old daughter and I were on our own gap years together. She, she was in Southeast Asia and I was here in Montclair, New Jersey. But um, for me, I think the, the biggest word or the biggest statement that I, as I look at our gorgeous books we made, um, that I would become a change agent. And I think that sitting in front of the fireplace there in Frenchtown, for me, um, I used a change of word that was so important for me. I, for many years, thought of myself as a victim in many ways, and I came away from Frenchtown saying I'm a survivor. And that became this strength for me in so many ways, and I really haven't looked back. But about 20 years ago, I came up with a vision called The Factory, and I might never become, but it's become in so many ways my muse. And that became my muse for Brand Helene. And I'm just, I am living my vision every moment today. Uh, in so many ways, I'm living such big, bold actions. And I've, you know, I left corporate America to start Brand Helene. Um, I sold, I'm sold my house and had, and downsizing to an apartment. And I'm, not afraid of change at the moment, and it's so, it's so wonderful. And, you know, the quick plug for Brand Helene is that it is going to be doing all the sort of brand, my, my logo's a tree, and it has these branches and these deep roots, and I guess I'm the deep roots of it. But the trees are going to be the verbs of all these wonderful, you know, living, loving, creating, doing, um, teaching, and I am doing that every moment. I have corporate clients, I have pro bono mentoring clients of young designers, and I am helping people with social action issues, I, I, and I'm helping me see my vision forward, so I am living every moment of Frenchtown. Bravo, all of you, bravo. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, we're going to come up on a break pretty soon, but I'd love to hear your thoughts, Kate, as you're listening. What are you struck by? Oh, thanks, Chris. I um, I am first struck by the energy and the positivity that just seems. I mean, I feel energized listening to these these stories, and I know that you know the path hasn't been easy every step of the way for each of you, and yet um, you sound so courageous, actually, and so so bold and and so full of confidence, actually, about what you saw then and what you've been able to create since then. So, as Chris said, bravo. This is really uh, it's just so heartening and, and exciting to hear you take stock of that. What about you, Chris? What do you notice? Well, I, I was also struck by the not afraid. I'm also struck by how each one of these um, really did invite expansion for each person uh, into bigger bigger than maybe what you even thought was possible, and here you are. I'm also really struck by uh, your language, Helene, when you said, um, I decided to call myself a survivor and not a victim, and I never looked back. And I am always struck in my work with people how the language we use actually can create tremendous momentum. Mm. 
And it sounds like it did that for you, Helene. Yes, it did. Thanks, Christina. And I'm also struck by just the idea that you all took time for yourselves, which is kind of, um, how can I put it? It's not something that we women encourage ourselves to do very readily. So you all end up being role models for so many people who are listening, and I'm really grateful that you're you're doing what you're doing for, for everyone out there. I, I am too, and I and I think um, to hear about how you took this time for yourselves, and I know at the time how busy you were and, and the others who were at the retreat, it was the same. It was hard to take this time and to take the two and a half days, and I'm, I'm, I'm struck also by what two and a half days of um, nurture and reflection and creative thinking and support and, you know, some focus can actually do to a life, you know, listening to, to the four of you, some really big things have happened here. Um, I love that word expansion. So we're going to need to take another break, but this time when we come back, we want to learn more about what you have learned from living into your visions. We know that there's all kinds of lessons that have come from this for each of you. So we'll be back in just a moment. Again, you're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back again. You're listening to a very special episode of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, where we're examining the visions of four accomplished professional women and learning about how they have lived into those visions since 2011. My friend and colleague, Chris Wall, who facilitated this snowy vision retreat in Frenchtown with me, is co-hosting today's show. And in the next part of the hour, we want to keep learning from the experiences of our guests. Uh, We want to learn what they've learned about themselves and also what they now know about vision and making vision real. Uh, We've been going in a a bit of a rotation, but it might be fun to just have a conversation. So um, Chris and I will call on each of you so you'll know when to speak, but let's talk about what you've learned. And Donna, I'd like to start with you. You know, when you think about where you were, where you are, what you've learned, what did you learn about your vision and yourself in this process? I think the most important thing is to trust your gut but not be impulsive. You know, something my husband and I talk about all the time. You know, there's a, a balance between, you know, trusting your gut, having an instinct. You know, and I think for me, as we talked about, my vision really was 
very visceral. It was really like in my bones. I felt like I was missing something and sitting in a, that beautiful space in Frenchtown with the snow surrounding us, you know, I, I just felt it instinctively. Um, but at the same time, I went through a thoughtful process of, wow, like, is this really what I want to do? And can I leave my family? And can I leave my closest friends? And, you know, there there were reasons we had moved back to the East Coast. And, you know, so that old trust but verify, um, you know, so I, I think it's important to know really what it is that you want and then know that it's not going to be easy. But if you have focus and drive and passion and support, you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. So for you, trusting your gut was really imperative. Can you say, like, maybe another couple of things about what trusting your gut feels like? I think I've always been a very instinctive, instinctual person. Um, you know, and again, sometimes, and you know, I have been impulsive, I think, you know. But overall, ever since my, my father died at a very young age, and... Um, I think that really taught me a lesson of you sort of have to live life to the fullest and not look back and not have regrets. And I've really lived my life that way for the last 17 years. And, you know, it really is about just, you know, if I know something in my heart to be true, to just go for it. And, you know, check yourself every now and then that I'm not being, you know, silly or stupid or making a mistake but overall, I feel like I've, you know, I, I, I have a good gut, and I, it's hard to, it's a very hard thing to describe. Um, yeah, yeah. And yet, I would imagine if you didn't pay attention to it, it would get even stronger. Yes, but what's amazing, and again, you know, this is what you guys were talking about before the break, we so rarely stop to think and feel and imagine and that's what the retreat provided us the opportunity. I mean, I think I was always sort of, you know, never fully happy in my life in New Jersey, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And it was the retreat that so clearly pointed me in this, huh, I miss beauty in my life. And I, it's like in my notebook that you gave us, it is the first line that's there, and it was sort of the last line of my essay. And that became a real driving force, and I don't think I ever would have gotten to that had I not taken those two days yeah. to stop right. and pause. Thank you so much, Donna. That's really inspiring. Um, Mary Jo, what did you learn about yourself during this vision process? Um, a couple of things, and I would definitely echo what Donna had said, to really create space for yourself to do it. And if not, your life may do it for you, and yeah. things may start to fall apart. Um, you know, and there's definitely, I felt a lot of shedding in order to let the growth come in. Like there were things I needed to let go of, um, and some predictable anchors that, um, I had to let go of, which is, you know, can be frightening. Um, and when you're ready, you will know not only to do the introspective visioning, but also when it's time to make it real, because it you know, there's things that I nurtured for a long time, but it wasn't time to bring them out yet. And it w- there was a whole process that needed to make that happen. Um, and the third thing is 
it, it's so funny. I was looking at my bookshelf the other day, and I, I encourage all our readers, look at your bookshelf and read the titles, because it can give you so much insight into your life. And the ones that I really picked up on were books that had titles like You Had It All the Time, and Soul Work, and Living Your Purpose. And, mm. and you know, what I really felt into was that looking out versus looking within that the structure helps but it's not the answer and this whole process is so organic it is a process and to really respect that and to stay in tune with yourself so that you can keep moving with it at a pace that you're ready for that's great so no fast answers necessarily huh no, and, you know, huh? yeah, we're so, we're so ready. You know, we want instant answers, and it's really, it requires the ability to listen within and then to be able to work with it and act on it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that idea of listening within is refers in a way to Donna's um, comment about trusting your gut and paying attention to what you know in, in your being is true. And then I love this thought, Mary Jo, about the whole process is organic and, you know, we sometimes use the phrase, you know, uh, we use the phrase living into your vision versus planning or, you know, choosing your vision every day. In other words, just letting each day's opportunities give you a chance to select the, the, the choice that points you in the direction of your vision. It could be a really small thing, but it's part of how this whole thing starts to unfold. Um, you mentioned, you know, this, this, this thought about, you know, create space for yourself or your life may do it for you. Um, can you just give us one more point on that, what you, what you meant by that? Um, you know, there was a certain point in my life that I was um, traveling literally around the world 30 days out of the month, um, several, you know, multi-six-figure income. I was doing the whole ego thing. Incredibly successful but by, by the world standards. And I, my ego just could not sustain it anymore. And my life sort of fell apart. Sort of, It kind of fell apart there for a while where I, I needed to go through that shedding. And it was so uncomfortable, especially when I went on the sabbatical, to be able to explain the unexplainable of what I was doing because I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, thank you for that. You know, we do have to, things do sometimes have to fall apart or we have to kind of let go. And sometimes we do that not by choice, you know, in order to let something new come, you know, so if that's happening to you who is listening, just know that there, there is a path forward, you know, and sometimes you simply have to kind of go through that fire. I want to invite you, Helene, to comment on, Oops, and what you learned from your own vision and your own process. Well, I, I'm sorry. I had a little man, um, falling here. Um, I love what she says about shedding, because for, for me, literally, I did go through, I, you know, immediately after Frenchtown, I unfortunately broke my ankle on the ice, and I spent, you know, a good time home and, you know, and not being in my corporate life, and I realized I kind of liking not being a, there <laughs> for a while and um, and went under and took a life change um, health-wise and was able to really shed and shed a lot of weight and sort of layers came away, you know, literally and figuratively. Um, and I realized for me that I could no longer have to live either in my heart or my head. And that was something from a very early visioning session that I had done many years ago. I had seen myself there 
but I finally got there where um, I was always sort of that heart and intellect and emotion was always fighting with each other, and that I finally became to a place that they coexist, that my heart, what my soul and my heart tells me and my intellect tells me now work together. They're not fighting each other, and it's not an emotional, intellectual thing. Um, and I, I found that from that visioning work that I was able to create a mission statement for my own um, business that, you know, that, I, that the idea life cycle, that when creating the vision became my strategy, you know, getting the work done, specific, but the work needed to be done was the design part of it, and putting into action was the execution. And, you know, I, there was a wonderful quote, you know, by... Um, Eleanor Roosevelt, one of my favorite women, that nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. Mm-hmm. And I realized that. And that was sort of what happened at French Town for me when I said, um, you know, I'm no longer a vision uh, victim, that I was allowing myself to feel inferior, that it was no one else's fault. But I wasn't. I was really successful and accomplished. And I, but it kept going back to this intellectual tape and this emotional tape and and that for Brand Helene and what I'm, that I am doing, will be doing and doing all these things that I had wanted for years to do and that I can think of finally come to life. So it really has been this shedding process, this allowing myself this time to say, what if? Really, what if? Mm-hmm. And to not be afraid and just go for it. And, and realize that I had lived the same life that Mary Jo, you know, and, you know, um, all the senior executive women, you know, where was I, what country was I in, you know, and, and the trappings of all that that comes with it, and the ego, and then interesting new ego and uh, our new feeling of, because we, I am really doing things that a lot of people are going, wow, you're really giving up that home, you're really downsizing, you're really, um, you know, not going back for that, you know, senior VP job again. Or, and, yeah, I am really, but at the same time I'm working with, amazing young designers who need sort of that leadership and vision and, and watching their ideas come to life among other, other ideas that I'm doing. And it's just so rewarding. So um, really, as I said, I'm being bold. I'm making really hard choices that are actually fun and not so hard um, and just enjoying every day of it. Congratulations, Celine. It's uh it's wonderful, I think, for people to hear your story about how the heart and the head were at war and how now they're, they're a united front, which is actually very powerful. Yeah. Uh, so I really I appreciate you bringing that in. Um, yeah. Sheila, you are next. And um, I'm wondering, what have you learned about yourself in this process? Well, I think some of my experience has been similar yet different to the other three women on the call. For me, visioning um, is really a journey of Mm -hmm. self-discovery. And I think that's what's resonating with me when I listen to the others. You know, it really was about really finding what was important to me, um, working to stay true to who I am and what I want more holistically, you know, for my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, traditionally when you think of goals at work, you're just thinking about work. And for this visioning to really be powerful, what I found is that I had to look at my life holistically. And I also had to define success differently than I had been. 
Um, it's not about the trappings of the corporate life and what that brings. For me now, success is about what is going to make me happy. So that required me to really look at things differently and also, as I mentioned before, to create a different type of support system um, because I knew for me to be the best mother, the best wife, I needed to work. That was just something I needed to do. I've worked since I was 14 and I wanted to continue to do that, but I wanted to do it with the right balance and I had been struggling with that. Um, But I think the visioning work and a part of why it is a process is that you are looking so broadly about what you need to accomplish and in order for you to to determine what you need to, what you want to do next, it's acknowledging where you're coming from. Um, That's powerful. So I really had to organize my life in a different way to try and create more peace so that I could move forward. It is. Uh, Sheila, what you've, you've just said so much, you know, starting with seeing the visioning as a journey of self-discovery and redefining success, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of what would make you happy. Those are really important points. We're going to take a break right now. This will be our last break of the hour. And when we come back, I'd like to just pick up where we left off and then do a little bit more advice. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hi, this is Kate. Um, We're in our final segment of this hour. You've been listening to a live show in which Master Coach Chris Wall and I have been exploring what really happened out of the Frenchtown retreat of 2011. We've been wondering, and so we're learning live, just as all of you listening are learning live. Our guests are Sheila Harding, Senior Vice President, Global Operations, and I love your title, has the word transformation in it, at Coach Incorporated. Donna Friedman Mayer, founder of Lemonade Creative Consulting, Mary Jo Puglio, managing partner of Make Change Positive, and Helene Richmond, the founder and chief idea officer of Brand Helene. These women have given us a wealth of perspective already today. Um, and I know we have still more to learn in the moments that remain. Right. Thanks uh, to all of you. And as we come to the end of this show, at the end of our hour, 
We want to really hear, zoom in on any advice or insights that you would like to share with our audience today about being visionary and what it takes to live into your vision. So we'll just take turns, and I'll, I will call on you or Kate will call on you. Um, so what has come up for each of you? Some of you started to give us advice in the last segment, but if you were really going to hone in on advice for people out there who who had a vision and haven't taken a step towards it or who get discouraged, uh, what would you offer to them? And I'm going to ask you, Sheila, to share your wisdom with us first. Well, I do think the most important thing is just staying true to who you are and really spending time to understand what it is that you really want out of life. And then um, building the support system around you that helps provide resources, but also um, courage, because we all need courage and support, but courage to really step in and lean in when an opportunity presents itself. Great. And what about, I just want to push this a little bit, what about um, having new conversations with people? Is there, is there some part of that that you went through in your role as SVP at Coach? Yeah, I think um, when the it idea comes... of courageous conversations and sort of yeah, putting, I mean, putting yourself I, out there. And, mm-hmm. So I think, again, it's really understanding what it is that you want, seeking out those that are um, like-minded, but also those that have the experience that you can draw upon. Uh-huh. Um, because it is always a learning experience. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we obviously don't know everything. So the more we can mm-hmm. surround ourselves with um, peers or with experts outside of our company um, in the field that we're looking toward moving to, the more mentors mm-hmm. we can have, um, whether they're formal or informal coaches that are formal or informal, the better the better we are. Yeah, great. So that's great. So um, figuring out who you are, what you want, and then making sure you're asking people for what you need. Correct. Okay, thank you, Sheila. How about you, Donna? What other insights can you offer up? So I would say, I mean, we've all talked about the need to pause. Um, and I would say for me and for many, the notion of really creating an image, what, you know, a physical image, you know, of who you want to be, what you're doing, where you are, who you're with, and the more concrete you can make it, I think the better. Um, so I, for example, not only do I have that picture still hanging above my desk, but we also, on the retreat, created these beautiful visioning books. And I have that visioning book sort of open on my desk every day, and it's sort of the desk that I don't really use, so it's kind of this clear white surface, and the book kind of sits there. And it is my reminder every single day of, you know, sort of what I, I wanted um, and I think the third thing you guys were just talking about, too, is that notion of sort of rallying the forces behind you and beside you to support you on this path, because it will not be easy, and you will not know everything you need to know, um, and you will be scared, and you will feel like junk sometimes. Um, and so you need to have those support systems in place to kind of keep you propelled forward. So that would be That's my great, Donna. advice. Yeah. Thank you. Great. That's great. You know, um, we just have a few minutes left, and so I want to I want to get get these tips from Mary Jo and Helene, um, and I just wanted to give a little bit of a time alert because we do have to end right at right in just three minutes. Oh. So, 
so bite sized wisdom. Would yeah. you like to go go ahead, Mary Jo? Yeah. Um, one thing that I would say is that for most of my life, I knew that up to the age 50, my life was planned. I used to get these intuitive hits and I knew at age 20, my life was going to shift dramatically at age 50. Uh, What I had no idea was what it was going to look like. And it was scary as heck because I always sort of knew, intuitively knew, like Donna talked about that gut instinct. And what I realized was that, um, and Sheila and Donna had talked about it, was It's so critical to create a safe place so you can take care of business and have that support around you so that you can focus on this. And I realized what I was doing was sort of feathering my nest so that I could do this work. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Mary Jo. And Helene, I really think two two things that really stick out for me, and I think they're interrelated, is one, not to base your life on intentions. Either you do them or you let them go. And I think that, and and that also ties back into me about learning what sufficiency is for yourself. You know, what type of, you know, I think we all, especially in the roles that we all live, you know, is it enough? Do we have enough? Do we want more? You know, we're always living in, you know, insufficient life. And, uh, you know, so find out where, what's your vision and what do you need to be sufficient in it, in your life, you know. And that could be on so many levels. Um, Yeah, that's that's great, Helene, because it really helps us challenge our story of what we need. Beautiful. And for me, and for me just one quick thing, uh, hearing all three of you, I'm so proud of all three of you mm-hmm. and knowing what you all walked away, um, and my other mates on here, from that day. And, you know, Sheila, I knew the balance was so important for you. And Mary Jo, I know that you were hearing that vision and now that you can touch it and feel it. And, Lily, you're living it. <laughs> that one, I'm proud of all three of you. Thank you so much. I'm proud of all four of you. <laughs> it's really amazing what you've all and done. it has been it's been extraordinary to be reconnect with all of you yeah. too. Thank you. Same here. Oh, doesn't it make you want to go back to Frenchtown? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're at the end of our time today, and uh, we're going to have to go back to some place together. Thank you so much, Sheila and Donna and Mary Jo and Helene and Chris for being here today and for having this conversation. For those listening, if you're interested in one of our vision retreats, you can contact us at info at nebocompany.com. Chris and I are planning right now for some upcoming retreat opportunities, and we'd love to help you be visionary about your leadership in your life. You've been listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. Have a great week. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 